This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by Sales Fuel Coach, our adaptive sales coaching featuring five-minute quick coaching personalized to each sales rep. Learn more about Sales Fuel Coach at salesfuel.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Welcome back to the Manage Smarter Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm Audrey Strong. I'm Director of Communications for Sales Fuel. And I'm C. Lee Smith, the President and CEO of Sales Fuel. We got a guest today, and we're going to be talking about some forward-thinking concepts for everybody to ponder. Seriously. It's our first repeat guest on the Manage Smarter Podcast. And yes, Jeffrey Gittimer. And if you're not familiar with him, shame on you, right? Yes, because he had a great <laughs> podcast earlier that you should have listened to by now. Yes, and go back and listen to it if you haven't. Jeffrey, obviously a huge name in the business of sales training. He's a speaker. He's an author. He's a consultant and a coach best-selling author, Gittimer.com. Go get that and the Gittimer Learning Academy. Jeffrey, uh, the Seller Die podcast, we got to mention that as well. Of course. He is here today. Jeffrey, thank you for being with us it's again. It's a pleasure. I haven't seen you guys in weeks. <laughs> I you so much. <laughs> There's a challenge right now that I would like to talk about if you don't mind. Sure. The floor is yours. I'm sure you guys have topics in mind, but there's something happening right now. The economy seems to be taking off. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and there's got to be 20 cranes in the city right now up in the air. They're building apartments. They're building office buildings. They're building shopping centers. They're, they've just opened up a new railway. I mean, a, a new restaurant opens literally once a week, and the city's popping. Also, interestingly, the newspaper has been usurped by a bunch of kids who send out a daily email about what's happening in Charlotte and it's working. Mm -hmm. They editorialize a little bit and they tell you where the best craft beer is in town. And it used to be sponsored by the, the paper. And then half a dozen of those kids got pissed off and they went out and renegated and started their own thing. <laughs> so now there's two daily things that you have to read both of them because it tells you what's happening this weekend or what happened last night or what's happening tomorrow. They put the weather report in there. You can get everything you need in about a minute and a half, unless you want to read an article. But sometimes by the headline, you can tell what's going on. You know, so-and-so moved out, so-and-so moved in. That's what's news. And the economy in the meantime is going crazy. And you as a salesperson or as a sales leader have a team of people and sales are up. And you may erroneously think that you had something to do with it. <laughs> That's the message. The economy is up. Therefore, your sales should be up. If they're not, something's drastically wrong. And if they are, you have to measure, are you better than the uptick? Because if you're not, you're just rolling along with the tide. And I want to engage you both about what is really happening right now and how long will it last? What are some of the preferred ways that you should measure? Should you look at Year over year, this is where we were a year ago, team, and this is a like a Trump bumper. How do you measure it? I don't know if you can measure it that way. Certainly, the sales is a very easily measurable process, but I think there has to be an exponential measure. So if if the you know if the if the stock market is up and the economy is up and your taxes are down and everybody 
in my company got a small raise in pay just by payroll tax deduction. And the challenge that you have now is, okay, what can we do to double our sales rather than try to measure 11.5? Well, John Tortorella is currently the coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets hockey team. He has a phrase, he likes to say, don't let it get good to you. Yeah. So that's what I would say about the economy, particularly if you're a manager, is don't let that get good to you because you know, you're, you're up right now and it's because of the economy and it's like, but what are you doing right now then to prepare for the time that the economy may not be so good at some point? Exactly. So my recommendations are go visit your top 10, 25, a hundred customers and talk to them about what kind they're, they're increasing their sales, but could you increase your product base? Could you get a, could you gain a greater percentage of their wallet? Mm-hmm. Could you hook into them for a long-term commitment? Is there something that you can do right now that would help you? And th- this is what my recommendation is, whether you're a manager or a salesperson, have a cup of coffee with somebody every morning, whether it's at your house or at their house or at Starbucks. Einstein bagels. Einstein bagels. <laughs> have a cup of coffee with somebody that can help you either with a relationship or is a customer or is a prospect. And those 250 sales calls will help you gain a greater margin of success based on what's happening right now. It's all about the personal thing. And, and it's funny, I'm real good friends with Jeb Blunt, the guy who wrote fanatical prospecting and sales EQ, real good kid. And he was here last week in the studio. Yes, absolutely. Great guy. Yeah. Real, real great guy. And his whole philosophy is, make one more call. And he thought that he had invented that. I just sent him a piece of paper, which I copywritten in 1995. <laughs> said, make, make the last call every day. There's nothing new. It's how you rewrite it and how you phrase it and how you, and how you attack it with passion. But the bottom line is he's correct. If you, make, if you have a sales call in the morning and an additional sales call in the afternoon, that's 500 sales calls in a year even if you take weekends off, you're going to win. If you close one out of four or one out of five, that's a hundred new sales. You know, if you're a manager, I would also say the reach out, make that one call to your network Mm -hmm. and your network should not just be people who are in the same industry as you. They should be people that have your job, but maybe in totally other industries who have a totally different perspective on things than, than, than your little echo chamber of everybody in your profession. And Talk about some of the things or whatever that, that you're dealing with and that they might be dealing with and listen to them as well and try to help each other out. And I think that's a great way to grow as a manager is by making one more call to your network. I can also tell you that random acts of kindness, and I, we just got the new gold book of Yes Attitude, the new edition came out, and I signed probably about 100 books and sent them out to customers. Just, you know, a thank you. All of a sudden, orders started to pour in. <laughs> like. I get pictures, selfies, posts on Instagram, all kinds of things saying, hey, thanks for the book. Can I get more? I'm like, sure as hell you can get more. We're, we sell books. But you'd be amazed at how many people bought one for everybody as a result of me sending out a free one. And so what can you do for your customer? Where's the value piece that you're sending and offering to your customers that might, that might prod them to buy from you, refer you, recommend you? just host you in a way that you weren't expecting. Because I certainly wasn't, I didn't say, boy, I'm sending this out to a hundred of my customers. I show up, they buy a lot of books. Hmm. 
maybe in the back of my mind, I was hoping, but the bottom line was I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. And what happened was we, I just got a text this morning. Where can I get more? You use that word value. And that seems to be a word that I hear defined in, in bazillion different ways by a bazillion different people. How do you mm-hmm. define value? Well, value has two strategies. One is an erroneous one and one is a real one. Corporations, marketing departments, salespeople, sales managers all try to value add or add value. And they are both incorrect and dumb because normally value add indicates that if I don't buy something from you, I don't get the value. My philosophy is value first. In other words, I give the value without expectation of return. If it is not perceived as valuable to the customer, then why am I talking about it? Mm-hmm. Am I bragging about stuff? Am I just am I self-aggrandizing myself? What's the deal? If the customer perceives it as value, then it's valuable. That's my definition. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it has no value whatsoever. And, and I can tell you this. If you look at the airline industry, I, I take a plane all the time. Mm-hmm. They have what's called a loyalty program. That is the biggest hunk of bullshit on the planet. It is not loyalty. It is forced loyalty. If you live in Charlotte, North Carolina, American Airlines is about 96 or 97% of the flights leave in the city. Am I going to fly somebody else and have to take a plane to take a plane? No. Am I loyal to American Airlines? No. If the Cuban Fidel Castro airline company moved to town and they were a better airline, I'd take them. And it's so stupid to think that, and they try to brainwash you into thinking that it's loyalty. It is not. It's a premium. That's all it is. Well, the standard for airlines these days is like, all you have to do is not kill puppy dogs or whatever, and, oh and you're God. fine. Can you, you know, that, that oh, might be the started. first $10 million dog in the history of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a real expensive dog for United Airlines. Well, French bulldogs aren't cheap. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you this. Do you know that there, uh, and I just heard it at random, that some seven-year-old kid heard the dog screaming and told the flight attendant and the flight attendant did nothing about it. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So Jeffrey, you know, you talk about opportunities in the new economy. I think this is also a really good time to take, take a look at profit, you know, because when the economy is not so good, as you know, it's like, right, you, you, you have your price. Work. Yeah. It's time, yeah, to, people, it's time to hold your, it's time to hold your profit. I agree. It's time to raise your, your profit right now. So it's like, how would you recommend doing that? Well, I had a client come in yesterday and we did a, a talk. This guy, this is a guy who sells fire trucks, used fire trucks. He sells about a hundred of them a year, most of them more than a hundred thousand dollars, and he sells them on the phone. Mm. What? Wow! Is that cool or what? He That's sells very cool. Fire trucks on the phone, and the here's the deal: everyone wants a deal. Everyone wants to knock his price down. And I said, Glenn, if you take $5,000 off the price of the truck, that's $5,000 right out of your pocket. So I give two lines. Number one line is our prices are fair and our prices are firm. That's a big one. But the second one is we may not be the lowest price, but we are always the lowest cost. Because when you buy this truck, you may get it to your place and it needs service or it needs help or it needs a part or it needs some kind, and it may cost you more than $10,000 to service the other guy's truck. So why would you take a chance when we guarantee ours? Makes sense. It totally makes sense. 
And then I end all things with, is that fair enough? I always end a sales sentence with, is that fair enough? So the challenge that you have when you're talking about price is most people are embarrassed for their price. And most salespeople who want the sale bad, they don't care how much money the company makes. They just want the commission. Yeah, I take a little bit less commission, but I'll, you know, I'll do anything for the sale. Well, and so we were talking about attitude earlier, but so you had a phrase, I believe, that was shared with you early on in your writing career when someone told you your price is in your head. Mm-hmm. That's totally right. So, but but let, let me take it one step further on this. Now is the time that you can get profit. Mm-hmm. And now is the time when things are going well that other companies, your customers' companies, are wanting to increase their profit as well. And the mm-hmm. easiest way to increase profit is through a vendor. I can cut the price of what, what I pay for food. I can cut the price if I'm in the restaurant business. I can cut the price of what I pay for, for gasoline if I'm in the gasoline business. There, there's, there's all kinds of ways that you can do it. But what you have to do is learn how to. I just gave you two things that you can do. Our prices are fair and our prices are firm. That's, that's a huge one. And we may not be the lowest price, but we're always the lowest cost. And then there's a third piece that enters into this. You give someone a bid and they say, can you match the price of this other guy? I'm not going to match the price. I said, go take the other price. Well, no, we want to do business with you. Right. That's what match this price means. We want to do business with you. So you stand firm on your price. They want you. Otherwise, they Mm -hmm. would have taken the cheap price and never called you. (laughs) <laughs> and salespeople think, oh, my gosh, all I have to do is match the price and I got the business. No, no, dude. All you have to do is, is put on your big boy pants and turn, on, turn into a salesperson. They've just given you a huge buying signal. Dude, I don't want this other vendor. That's what they're saying. They're not saying match this price. They're saying, I don't want the other guy. So in this new economy, you're going to get that more and more. You're going to get people who want to clobber your price so they can increase their profits. This is what you need to do. You need to go to your customers and show them how they can increase their business. Be a genuine value provider. Be a service provider. Be a service teacher. Be a, be a sales. Help the other sales guys make their sales. And then your price won't matter. Is this a good time if you did punch a hole in your rate integrity to try and regain it or set a new price now that pockets are a little bit looser yes, as a sales but team? You can't go back and make a humble, you know, well, we cut our price because we needed to survive kind of thing. <laughs> you can't mm-hmm. say that. Oh, yeah. But everyone will understand what it is that you meant and what, ha- what okay. had happened. And if you were smart when you were in the, in the you know, when the economy was in the shitter, you should have told your customers, look, this is a one-time price. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But they weren't thinking that. They just wanted to make the sale. People mm-hmm. somehow, for some reason, don't think of the future. They only think of the right now. Well, that, that's even more true today. It's like it's, it's about this month's numbers or it's about this quarter's returns. So, right. yeah. Used to be an annual report would move the stock market. Now it's news or a quarterly or monthly report. It's crazy. Or a tweet. Hey, that, a tweet? Yeah. Yeah, or crazy. <laughs> But, but look, the economy is up. Yes, it will have some hills and valleys, but it's going to stay up. And with all the building that's going on, with all of the, of the companies that are expanding their product line, I think the tax cut is going to be huge with respect to 
uh, creating more United States business. And I think that there's going to be a resurgence in a way that we've never seen before. I think it'll be bigger than Reagan. What would you recommend then to a manager or emerging manager or emerging leader who's not in a Charlotte or a Columbus, Ohio or a Denver where, where things are booming and, and, and going like crazy and there's not opportunities there where the plants are shutting down? And the, I don't think those, you know, some plants are shutting down, but I'll tell you, there's hope now that plants will reopen. You know, the coal mining is back and the steel and aluminum will be back. And I, I think that there's going to be an emphasis on, on manufacturing in the United States. But I'm, I'm going to go back to what I said originally. Go back and visit your top customers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have a thousand customers, visit a hundred of them. If you have 10 customers, visit, visit all 10 of them. But try to go out and find out what's happening at your customer's place. What are they experiencing and how can you help the most? I always like to say to those people, it's like, well, we, we have airplanes and cars now. It's like, so you know, if there's no opportunity, you feel like there's no opportunity where you're at now, move. There was an old commercial. It was an old United Airlines, I hate to curse, but there's an old United Airlines commercial no. where the sales manager came in and gave everybody an airline ticket and said, we're going to go visit our customers. Mm. And that was the right thing to do. You go out and visit them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be visiting customers this weekend. I, I visited with customers all this week. I'm going to be going out and doing some seminars, one with an old customer, one with a new customer, but all of them are going to be long-term customers. I am not going to take a customer anymore that's not a long-term one. That's great. Mm -hmm. Well, these are great concepts and a lot of stuff to think about. And obviously, you know, Lee has gone down to spend the day with Jeffrey for some professional development. And if those of you are interested in doing the same thing, Jeffrey, how do you want them to contact you? Just call our office, 704-333-1112. You can email me personally, jeffrey at gitomer.com. Take a look at our stuff. The Gitomer Learning Academy wins. It's an amazing place where your, you or your salespeople can go. Download our podcast, sellordiepodcast.com, and have a blast. You know, now's the time for personal development. Now's the time for attitude. Now's the time to encourage your people to be more and learn more. And if, if you're a sales leader and you're not supporting your salespeople out in the field, they're alone. And mm-hmm. they, they, want, they want help. They're going they to want place, place. They have windshield time. Fill it up. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Jeffrey, thank you so much for coming on the show again. We appreciate it. It's a doggone pleasure. And I would yeah, say the third awesome. time is a charm, but I got other <laughs> things I got to do. And we uh, gotta make some money. Let's right, do cool. that. Hey, <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. To talk to you. Uh, stay warm. It's going to be summer soon up there, isn't it? Like July thirteenth or something. Yeah, and- <laughs> there's two weeks in August. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, and I certainly wish you luck up there. And uh, Charlotte is a place that you could move to if you decided that you really wanted good weather. Yeah, you just said move. Yeah, there <laughs> there's plenty of opportunities where I'm at now. So okay, cool. Well, I wish you Jeffrey, well. Thanks, thank you very much for the opportunity. Yeah. I'll talk. We to love you, and it's like it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.